Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host Dave Bell, 428-9494. That's phone number 928-428-9494. Happy Monday everybody. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you had a good weekend. I had a busy weekend and I was uh, at things all supported by my guest today. So my guest today, Denise Benton and Amanda Patterson, they are with the United Way of Graham and Greenlee Counties, and they brought an organization that I think United Way has been funding since the beginning. We did. We did. We're excited to have Kathy Grimes with us today from Graham County Substance Abuse Coalition. So we're very excited she's joining us today. And I appreciate the opportunity to be here. You bet. Um, My weekend was Fiddle Fest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Which a big United Way sign there. Nice. Tried to get it in the photos where I could. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and then uh, Boys and Girls Club, the awards dinner yes. Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll talk about those later. We could. We'll talk about those later. All right. I think I have Nick in tomorrow, so we could talk about Boys and Girls Club then. Exactly. Uh, because we want to talk about uh, Graham County Substance Abuse Coalition and United Way's help in that mission. Um, how has United Way been helping uh, Substance Abuse Coalition? Um, well, as as most people know, all right, we have three focus areas with United Way of Graham and Greenlee Counties. One is education, one is health, and one is economic stability. And, of course, um, substance abuse prevention and all of the amazing programs and projects that Kathy's people, Kathy and her people, provide falls squarely under health and education, actually. I was going to say economic development, too, because when our population isn't dealing with substance abuse, Very true. they're working and productive. Very true. Mm -hmm. So um, initially, we did assist with the House of Hope, which is a project we're very proud of and very excited about. And we'll let Kathy speak to that. But also, we we also partnered with them on the new Caring Hearts Home. And we're very excited about that new project. So I'll let Kathy speak to both of those projects. House of Hope is up and running. We house 15 males there. um, And they... I believe every single one of them, but maybe two, and they're new, are working and productive citizens working towards um, you know, furthering their recovery and staying clean and sober. And um, they're there with us for anywhere from three to six months. Um, they hopefully gain a good foundation. They uh, have a, a sponsor, um, and they move forward to a healthier life and, and um, supporting themselves. It's so fun. Um, to watch them as they grow and when they first come in and they're struggling some don't have a birth certificate some of them don't have you know just the little things that we take advantage you know we we all have and we think why don't they have it but you know along the way they've lost it or whatever and so we have staff that help them or volunteers that help them to get the things they need to move forward and so the House of Hope is full. We have no beds right now, um, which is really good. Um, and so we're, we're really excited and really appreciate United Way for um, the help that they do provide for us because we couldn't do it without them. So House of Hope, these are <laughs> men who have either just completed rehab mm-hmm. or just come out of incarceration, correct? Correct. correct. Um, in, in which case, both they're sober at the time of entering. Absolutely. They have to be clean and sober to live there. Right. Yep. And then maintain that sobriety, go through Absolutely. programming. Uh-huh. 
So uh, it's important for people to understand because everybody thinks, well, it's a drug house. No, it's no. Not, a, not a drug house. It's the no. opposite. Absolutely. There are no drugs or alcohol there. As a matter of fact, our canine visitors come to visit about once a month and we, we check for drugs or alcohol there on a regular basis. Yeah. So, yep. And we want oh, the best for them. So, caring hearts. So, what yep. is caring hearts? Oh, caring hearts is just like House of Hope, only it's for females. And so, we know there are females that are coming out of rehab or incarceration, and they may need a place to go and a need a, a place to start, just like the men do. Um, we um, are so excited about our building. Um, we have a little blooper, but <laughs> we're moving forward with it. Um, we should um, start construction, I would guess, the first of March. Um, and so um, we're... For, for those, it's a, it's a minor zoning issue. It is, it is. It's yeah. just one of those things, anybody that's ever built a house knows you have to go through these things. Absolutely. It's, it's just... Part Formality. of the deal. Yeah. 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 And so um, the house, the um, Caring Hearts is going to be just like um, the House of Hope, only it will have a playground area where the parents can interact with their children because the children and families are allowed to come and visit their loved ones there. And so they'll have a place to they can visit and bond and just get to know each other again. So we're really excited about it. Now, children cannot stay with their mother while their mother is in there, correct? That is correct. We want the priority to be um, the individual who is there to get a good foundation and uh, to be able to move forward to when they move out, they're able to care for their children and be able to support them if need be. So a little bit different from Safe House, where, where those victims will go with their children, even though those victims <clears throat> often need counseling themselves. Right. Um, but in this instance, it's better to focus on the individual who's yep. dealing with substance. Absolutely. Especially if they're coming in from incarceration, um, you know, they've got to find out who they are again and get themselves um, settled and, um, and start building their life again. So you, I think Kathy and I have talked about this. Graham seems to be unusual in that it takes a holistic approach to substance. Mm-hmm. Uh, abuse rather than immediately look for punishment yeah it's it's what can we do and yeah. and the biggest proponent is of course judge peterson oh yes, yeah he's absolutely. amazing who's, who's out there saying all right if you'll follow the rules <clears throat> yep. let's keep you out of jail yep absolutely for absolutely. users i'm going to say not for dealers dealers they need yep. to be locked That's, up and tossed away right <laughs> i'm so, with you yeah. i'm with you um we're actually this is not part of the Caring Hearts, but we're actually working on a reentry program with the courts and with probation to help individuals when they're coming out of incarceration. There will be a warm handoff from the jail to the coalition and we'll help them move forward with um, whatever, you know, maybe it's clothes, maybe it's food, maybe it's they'll have an assigned mentor that can help them to get that driver's license or get a place they need to go. Um, and so um, we um, we're so blessed to be able to work with the courts hand in hand to get our, you know, the people that are struggling or may have struggled um, with the services they need so they can move forward. You know, sometimes people make mistakes, but we want to help them to make their lives better. Yeah, as long as they haven't made a serious mistake where Absolutely. somebody's lost a life or, mm -hmm. Absolutely. you know, then mm -hmm. that's a different issue. 
So, yes. But United Way is is the cornerstone. Absolutely. Yeah, we couldn't do it without United Way. They help us in so many different ways. And they're so supportive, you know, with questions about how to write grants or, you know, they'll sit down and they'll visit with you. And, and I visited with them before we wrote our last grant. And um, they provided with me, you know, just a few pointers on, you know, what would help and what we need to look at. And so they're amazing. Absolutely amazing. We we have a super fun job, but I but back to back to you. Okay. Focus off of United Way, but back to you, Kathy. Um, we've had the the privilege of attending the groundbreaking for Caring Hearts. Uh, we were at the celebration on the Fourth of July mm-hmm. for um, the renaming of House of Hope, yeah. and so in the, and, and both times by stroke of luck, there was a graduation that occurred those days for yeah. some of the the House of Hope residents and to hear can we officially just call it shade house at this point (laughs) we can it's a march shade house of hope that's right so i mean you know it's the player center it's not the david m player center for the arts it's a player center it's the shade house it is it is so we've had the opportunity to see some of these um, graduates and hear their story and Uh that's really inspiring and it um it just reinforces um you know, the, the value of the partnership that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. you might speak to that a little bit. It's very inspiring. The last graduation, the gentleman that when he came, he, um, the courts made him come. Well, they were going to send him to a sober living home. And because he um, his whole drug issues really were in Graham County, they wanted to send him away. And he didn't want to go away. He wanted to stay in the community. So he talked him into letting him come to the House of Hope. And he didn't want to go to IOPs or individual uh, outpatient treatment. He didn't want to do all the things that they, they told him he had to do. Um, but he did. He finally embraced it. And he did what he was told to do. Um, He ended up chairing uh, a 12-step meeting while he was here and while he was at the House of Hope. Um, And then when he was preparing to move back home in Greenlee County, he found somebody that would let him use a building. He found somebody that would let him um, hold 12-step meetings because they didn't have not one 12-step meeting in Greenlee County. So Mm -hmm. he started one um, there and he was so excited. I I, I cried with him at his graduation um, because he cried about <clears throat> he was crying about how excited he was that he has that opportunity to do that to help other people mm-hmm. now um, because somebody reached out and helped him. I remember so. I, I didn't get to see that graduation. I saw the one on July 4th. Uh-huh. And what struck me was how proud the probation officers oh, were. I know. Yes. Yeah. They were so excited these men graduated. Yep. Yep, because some of them struggle and struggle and struggle, and they don't find their niche or where they need to be. And and then finally, they come to the House of Hope, and sometimes they don't want to be there, just like the gentleman that I just talked about. He didn't want to be there. And once they embrace that and know that people are there to help them, it's not a punishment. It's a home where people really care about each other. And it's, um, it's amazing to watch the gentlemen work with each other when a new um, resident comes in, oftentimes they don't have food. The, the gentlemen all pull together and they all share their food with each other and they help each other. And if somebody's struggling, they'll sit down and visit with them and you know help them through. But we also have Jason Baca who truly cares about 
um, every every gentleman that lives there. And sometimes they butt heads, but you know it's part of the process. And um, but he he truly does care about them, and he helps them get whatever resources they need to have to move forward. And so we're we're really excited about caring hearts. We're really excited about um, we have a new um, employee who is a um, she's just come out of incarceration. She's been out, I think, four months. So she's she's lived that whole thing. She understands what's happening. While she was there, she received 24 certifications because she wants to help people. Um, she started a um, newsletter for the people, uh, for the individuals who are in incarceration because they hear about fentanyl, but they don't really know about fentanyl um, until they get out. And sometimes they overdose because they really don't know about fentanyl. Right. And so um, she wants to help them prior to being released. So I think she'll be one of our key individuals that will help um, the women at the Caring Hearts home um, to get the resources they need. And she truly will have that ear to understand what they're going through. Um, speaking of fentanyl, the... Um my understanding, you know this better than me, is somebody who's been incarcerated, hopefully there's no drugs in the right. facility. Right. Um, so they're coming out clean, and if they're not ready to stay clean, right. they'll reuse. Correct. But since they're clean, the, they don't get the dosage right. Well, sometimes... And, and that's the risk of overdose. Absolutely. So sometimes when people go to rehab... And then they come back, just like the individuals in incarceration. They may go back to using what they were using before they went to rehab. And because their body's not used to it anymore, then they then they overdose and often um, die from it because they're not their bodies aren't used to it anymore. Right. So, so that's that. So this newsletter is huge for is. for people inside who may not be ready. Correct. But at right. least it'll keep them alive. She has met the most amazing people through her newsletter. She's gotten the word out there. And um, one of the groups is Arizona Fentanyl uh, Project. And the two gentlemen that oversee it, one of them used to be an Arizona Cardinals quarterback. And I don't remember his name right now. I'm sorry. Um, but he started his addiction because he got hurt. Hmm. And they gave him opioids. And he started his addiction because of that. The other one was a police officer. Same thing. He became addicted to the opioids because he got hurt on the job. And so um, they've started this Arizona fentanyl project. And so she has met the most amazing individuals through her newsletter. And so um, it's just a way to bring more resources, I think, to our community um, and to help people identify what's out there that can help them. So last question before we go to break, is there concern with people coming back into their communities? Um, sometimes, yes, but they won't be going back to the same environment that they came, that they left. Um, they'll be coming to a brand new environment where it is drug and alcohol free completely. Right, the facilities are. Yes, but then once yes. they graduate, is is there a concern or, or do they feel prepared? No, uh, no addict is fully prepared. Correct. We understand that. Um, we're hoping that while they're at the at the Caring Hearts Home, just like House of Hope, they'll receive the resources and they'll understand um, that when they go back, um, that they're, they don't want to live in that environment anymore, that they don't want to be there anymore. I certainly hope so. Yeah. I, but you're always worried when they go back and, and, and see old friends and they're not friends. Mm -hmm. They're 
Right. You know. And people do relapse. And we know that. And I well, I can't remember what it was. Judge Peterson said the average individual relapses, I think it was like seven times or something like that before they actually get clean. Mm-hmm. And so it happens. Um, but hopefully they'll get the tools they need to where that won't happen. Well, they'll, they'll decide that they just don't want to be there anymore. 428-9494 is the phone number. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Denise, Amanda, and Kathy. Amanda's here. She hasn't said anything, but she's here. I'm here, I'm here. (laughs) Right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. Amanda Patterson, Denise Benton, Kathy Grimes are here talking about the United Way's funding. And, well, specifically, we're talking about the Graham, uh, Graham Substance Abuse Coalition. I was going to say Graham and Greenlee, but it's two separate now. Correct. Um, but United Way funds so many worthwhile nonprofit organizations, of which I sit on three of the boards now i'm on the secus board now <laughs> oh my goodness so, okay so secus gcrc Safford downtown association nice. uh part of that i think you funded the chamber too right uh we chamber have. Uh, mm-hmm. initiatives events yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'm on the tourism committee so yeah, I'm, nice. so i you're busy i'm no i'm just happy that there's money <laughs> yeah you well, and me both yeah. well speaking of just real quickly speaking of grants i kind of wanted to let amanda jump in and talk about where we are in our grant cycles right now and what's happening so far with our grants so we are we just closed cycle one. It closed February first, and we're in the process of reviewing those grants. We had eighteen submitted that were officially submitted. We had a lot started, and we were kind of um, it was a little bit of a shock. It was the most we've had started in our in our website and our application process. So we were kind of like, oh, if these all go through, that's going to be quite, it's going to be exciting. What we do have is exciting though. We have 18 that we're going through currently. We have a couple committees that'll go, um, that they'll pass through before we get to the board. And then the board will vote on those on March 16th, Mm 15th. I think it's the 15th, March 15th. um, And we'll find out which ones of those are awarded. Um, Our cycle two starts March 1st and it will close April 1st. And um, we're excited to see what we have coming this year. We had just a small kickoff for January. I think we only funded four or five small, the the 5,000 or less grants. Um, But we're heading in the right direction. We hit kind of record numbers last year. So we're looking forward to big numbers again this year. We did. We were at the Health and Science Fair over on Morancy Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of events lately. So uh, we were over in Morancy and we had a gentleman come up and we were visiting with him. He was a donor and and he said, yeah, I heard you funded about a million dollars last year. And I said, no. We funded almost four million dollars, you know, wow. this past year. So, you he know, stumbled back. He kind of, yeah, he, he kind of came yeah. back like, really. And I and I, we always tell them it's because of you. So, mm-hmm. you know, without without Freeport, without City of Safford, without our donors, we can't do anything we do without them. So, um, you know, all the credit goes to them. We have some very generous donors who mm-hmm. consistently give, and we are so grateful for them. Always, we are grateful for them, and and the amazing organizations in our valleys. Um, they they benefit because of that. But I always say our nonprofit leaders and the people who volunteer and work in those nonprofits, those are the people who inspire me because they are they're down in the trenches. They're the ones doing the actual 
the actual work. And so thank you, Kathy, for all you do. We see well, you and we we you. know all you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate we that. You're doing. If if I'm a donor, can I specify where I want my donation to go? So if I'm a donor and I say, mm-hmm. Can I I want it to go to the Graham County Substance Abuse Coalition? Can I do that? Absolutely. Freeport employees and City of Safford employees, those are two of the employee giving campaigns we have. They can designate. Absolutely. We get designated gifts from both of those organizations. So, yes, you absolutely may. All right. So find out if it qualifies. Correct. As Because as, mm-hmm. some don't. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they're new. I think they have to go through a process. They definitely have to become a nonprofit corporation. Right, mm-hmm. they do. And uh, then uh, then we can get them added to the list of donors. Um, that There's a link, especially the Freeport employees, they have a link that they use. And once they use that link, there's a list of donors that pop up, or I'm sorry, organizations that pop up. And um, we just need to make sure that those newer organizations make it on that list so that they have the opportunity to have funds designated to them. Or they can just do a general, they hey, can. use it the way you see fit. They can. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's not Denise and Amanda who are deciding. No, it as is As much not. as I'd be okay with that. Because I'm okay with as both of you guys. As that would be. <laughs> no. But uh, the process for somebody that, that might be interested, what is the process that it goes through to determine if something is funded? Well, um, initially, of course, we have our community forces, our grant platform. Um, that's the online system. I should be letting Amanda tell this. This is her. This is I her. Can. This is you. Go right ahead. This is your wheelhouse. Here. So we have a couple different ways of funding. We do have our small grants and our sponsorships that are maxed at five thousand dollars. Those are submitted to us by letter and with a budget form, and those are presented each month to our board. Then we have our larger grants that are over $5,000 that go through our application process online, and that's through Community Force. That process does take a little bit longer because those are larger amounts of money that have to be considered. So that application process is a month long for the actual application. And then once that's done, we'll have our grant review committee. That's myself, Denise, and two of our board members. And then it goes to our community advisory committee. And that's a group of community members who come together. I think, I believe we have nine community members plus our grant advisory or grant um, review committee board that meet and go over the each application. They give us their feedback. They give us their, you know, comments, pros, cons. They kind of meal over those, give us their suggestions. We present that to the board. The board reviews them themselves, and they also take the comments and the from us, from our committees, both committees, and then they make their decision during their board meetings. Um, I think what what – people who might apply need to know is there's input throughout the process, correct? Mm-hmm. So yep. I can call you, I'm, I'm filling out a grant and mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm doing it for GCRC, mm-hmm. which we're planning on uh, if <laughs> we haven't already. Um, but I can call you yes. and say, hey, I'm looking at this. Would it even qualify? Yep. And right off the top, you may say, no, not yep. at all. This, this doesn't fit. Absolutely. Yeah, they can meet with us. Anybody who's considering funding, we do have, we did update some current funding guidelines on our website. And so we we just updated that to be effective January 1st this year. So we did make some changes and we did some clarification because some of it was a little muddy. So we did clear up some things that people had questions about before. And so you can ask, call, meet up with us. We can schedule a time. You can talk to us over the phone. You can email us. Um, 
And then if you do qualify and you do want to start that process, that's the same. You can call me, email me all the way along the process, and I'm more than happy to help because we do have a live application, and I can see it every step of the way. So I can see it in real time and walk you through things if anything comes up that you need any help with. If the review committee has issues, Mm -hmm. can they be addressed before they go to the full board for final? Yes, that's that's the whole point of that. Mm-hmm. So we, we have those two reviews. So our, our review committee and then the advisory committee, if any questions come up, then it's usually me, but it, it'll be either Denise or I, whoever has contact with that grantee, will reach out and get those clarifications from them before it goes to the board. We try to anticipate anything the board might question. And we also try to get as much clarification from the grantees before it makes to the board. So we have all those answers and we're not left with anything dangling before they, that way they can make a clear decision about each grant on that day that's again this is what makes graham county special graham and greenley mm-hmm. um most grants you don't get that luxury right you submit and fingers crossed yep. Yep. and find out yep. whether you did or didn't mm-hmm. uh, kathy you deal with fed grants all the time too oh, yes absolutely yeah you just cross your fingers and, and hope you get mm-hmm. awarded um i do want to say both these ladies are absolutely amazing and i've gone through the process of okay i need help and you know what you know can you help me or is, does this look like it would be a good fit and they're they're amazing they will take the time to visit with you. I actually visited with them for about an hour one day. <laughs> I had a question about another grant um, that I was part of, and I was trying to change the budget up a little bit, and Denise actually helped me with that, and it wasn't even a United Way grant, but she's so knowledgeable about grants that she was able to give me some pointers on how I can make it better. There you go. You, yeah. You, you, you just don't find that support system in a major metro or or dealing with the feds. You just don't. No. Kathy, you have one big event coming up in about a week, right? We do. We're real excited about it. This idea came from a Greenlee County Coalition meeting. Um, And, you know, we all hear about what's happening at the border. We don't see it, but we all hear about what's happening at the border. But we don't hear about um, or um, have the knowledge about what's happening once those drugs get to our communities and what our law enforcement is doing to address those issues. So we are um, really excited. We're holding an event it's called Sheriff Talk, and we're partnering with the Safford Center for the Arts. And Chris Murphy's absolutely amazing. We sure appreciate him. Um, it will be live streamed. So if you're not able to, to um, be there on the 21st from 6 to 8 p.m., you can actually live stream. Um, we have a QR code on our flyer also um, that's on our Facebook page. I believe it's on your also where people can submit questions um, to the sheriffs we will have um, Greenlee County Tim Sumner Graham County PJ Um, we have Sheriff Shepard from Gila County Um, we were focusing on our southeastern Arizona corner and Sheriff Daniels from Cochise County and then we have Sheriff Lamb because there's major corridors that go through their county um, that you know, one of them is the Tohono O'odham Nation that borders with Mexico that is not even patrolled at all because it's federal land. It's not patrolled at all. So drugs come across there on a regular basis. And so um, he will be there also. 
And they're going to um, they're going to talk about um, what's happening in their communities and what they're doing to address those issues. Um, and then people will be able to submit questions and they'll answer those questions. So it's it would take us five hours. I wish I had five hours um, because I think a lot of um, other information could be shared. But we're going to have two hours, so it's going to be very um, strict on time and and you know how long they each get to talk. But I think it's a good starting point for us um, where people can be aware of what's happening and um, and then they can talk to their kids or talk to their family members or maybe get out and volunteer with the coalition and help us to get the word out about you know, what's happening, provide a fentanyl presentation or a Narcan presentation because fentanyl is horrible, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And they're lacing everything with fentanyl, right. even the illicit right. drugs, the, you know, the cocaines, the meth, all of it. They're putting it in vape devices, anything and everything they can, and it's very addictive. And so, um, you know, just getting out there and be, being aware of what's in our community is, I think it's absolutely amazing. And it's also important, Dave, for everyone listening, I'm going. I'm so excited about that event. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, can't I need to you go. to save me a spot down I'm front going. so I can I'm take going. photos. Okay, but also, I yeah. want our communities to be aware that this is not a political event. No, it this is. This is really the down and dirty of what's happening and what are what is law enforcement doing and what are they up against. So, absolutely. Um, it's It really is an informational um, community event. Absolutely. And so we, we would really love for people to get involved. If you can't come, we understand, but you can live stream it. And so you can still be part of it and hear everything that's going on. So, yeah, we're really excited about the event. We'll have um, in, um, groups from rehab centers from Tucson and Phoenix that will be there. So if you have a family member that's struggling, you'll be able to um, pro- get resources so you can help your family member, hopefully. Um, did you reach out to the Sierra Vista newspaper, the Globe newspaper no i have not okay i would love to talk to tom over at the courier okay he can get sierra vista so that they can so that absolutely people down in cochise can watch Mm -hmm. and i've got a friend over at the at the globe paper i'll let him know well we're Um, also trying to highlight all of the coalitions and so i've sent the flyer to all of the coalitions that are involved in those counties and hopefully they're sending it out to their contacts um but yes i would love to contact i I don't know anybody in pinnell other than Mm -hmm. lamb sheriff Mm -hmm. lamb who i literally just met right right um, yeah i believe there's like four coalitions in pinnell county because they're so large um and so i reached out to first i mean that is i didn't realize superior was part of pinnell yes which is crazy to yeah. me yes you'd think they were part of Gila, Gila county yeah. yeah yeah um yeah so that's that's a crazy it's county to florence come. it's all um casa, casa grand yeah it's it's large yeah um although graham is the nexus we learned this when kathy and pj yes. were here last time graham touches more counties than any other county in arizona graham yeah. touches seven counties i share that with people i i tell them when i went to visit with david bill he I didn't know well, that. Well, PG, PJ told me, <laughs> okay. and that's how I learned. So. <laughs> yeah. I hate to do it. We got to go. So uh, it's February 21st. Correct. From 6, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Safford Center for the Arts. I got to chatting so far. We're way over time. <laughs> so Denise Ben and Amanda Patterson, thank you both from the thank United you. Way. Thank and you. And Kathy Grimes from the Substance Abuse Coalition. Thank you all as well. I'm out of here for now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Till then, have a great day. 